This is the East Nashville Yacht Club Podcast. My name is Kellen Cole. Sitting here with my main man, the Mayor Mattis. Rigid lips. How are you doing this lovely evening? Good, man. How are you? <laughs> Sitting on a rainbow. There it is. So we're going to try this again. <laughs> we need to hurry up because my band over here. Yeah, I know. He was, yeah, we, we've held him here for a while. I've been here for an hour, man. I don't know what y'all talking about. <laughs> we got Matt Perkins again. <laughs> Again <laughs> with the bullet. So this is the second, third time we've tried to do this show. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> which which podcast are you with? I'm with uh. Well, tonight, let's for tonight. Let's go with Believe in Vanderbilt football. Believe in Vanderbilt football. Yeah, with, with uh, myself and uh, former Commodore offensive lineman Ryan Seymour. He is a great guy. He's the man. I love Ryan. How did you get involved with Vandy? So I got involved with Vandy because my wife went to Vandy. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife uh, went to Vandy, graduated, and. Uh, uh, 2000 bleep. I'm not going to re- reveal our ages. <laughs> yeah. But uh, when we started seeing each other in about 2010, mm-hmm. uh, I was living in LA. She was living here in Nashville. God, you're so big time. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I guess. Like, I was in grad school, so I wasn't really that big time. I was poor as hell. But. You know, uh, you know, I love football. I love football games. Yeah, I, yeah. I went to Wisconsin, full disclosure. Yeah. Um, but I grew up in a in a household where you know my dad and I on Saturdays it was we're watching college football. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Like you know, well, I remember like one of my some the first college football game I ever went to, 1995 Syracuse uh, Orange Dome. Uh, yeah, the Orange Dome. Uh, Carrie Dome. Dome, yeah, Syracuse Orangeman, Donovan McNabb, Marvin Harrison. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, I was, so we were living in upstate New York at that point. Uh, that was a blast. I mean, that was a blast, and I was hooked. And so I, I was about ten at this point, nine, ten years old, and I was just completely in. I loved even before that. I loved watching on TV because Charlie Ward was my favorite football player. Yes, yes. And so that's a good one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean Charlie Ward and then and Marshall Falk. Like I, I was an FSU fan. Like I was just like yeah. I loved watching FSU. I loved the style of play. I bought those Nikes because of Charlie Ward. You remember those Nikes that had like the the cross or X on the uh, on the oh, shoe? Yeah. You remember oh, that? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Those were man. <laughs> those were original fire. Like yeah. those were those were so. Sick. He was the reason I wanted to play quarterback. Charlie was it Ward. him? Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't remember the first college player that I fell in love with, but I remember the first college player I hated. It was Rocket Ishmael. <laughs> 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 he torched Tennessee. <laughs> I still, I still hate Lou Holtz to this day. I just feel like he always skates. Like, like he gets called a good coach, but every place he left. Ended up worse in sanctions and everything else, mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, why does why does he get away with this reputation? Because he's still the last he's still the last head coach to win a national title yeah. at Notre Dame, the yeah. University of Football in America, according to Tony Kornheiser. Uh, he's wrong. I mean, how long ago did he say that? Oh, I mean, this is like 2002. So, yeah. like, oh, you know, I mean, and we, yes, we all know it's Alabama, but yeah. like, you know, I mean, for the first 125 years of college football. It, it it was Notre Dame. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably the most overrated program in the country. Got to be right. Still is. It's yeah. got to be. I, I couldn't even think who would be second. Maybe Texas. You talking about now and today? Yeah. Days? Or just historically? Historically, I'd say both of those historically yeah, no, no, are I, probably I, the two most. Well, overrated. I mean, well, Notre Dame still has some of the like Notre Dame in the last fifty years. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. I mean, before that, yeah. they were winning national titles left and right. Oh, yeah, well, I mean? yeah, yeah. So they weren't like overrated then. No. Texas, in the, I mean, the last forty years. I mean, you're looking at te- you're looking at probably Texas, outside of the Vince Young year. 
outside of the Vince Young year. I mean, uh, so in they had the one season where they made the national title game. Uh, that was against Auburn, right? That was the no, that was the, Alabama. Well, Col- uh, oh, you're right. It was Colt against McCoy Alabama. Yeah, hurt. Colt McCoy yeah. got hurt, and then uh, uh, still was... one of the best names in college football history. Colt McCoy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> then, uh, got Garrett got hurt. Or Garrett Gilbert Garrett came. Garrett in. Gilbert. Yeah. Then he ended up transferring to. Yes, he did. Was it SMU? I think it was. It was. He's in the league, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he, he's a second, third stringer somewhere, yeah. but, you know, like, good, good for him. Can like McCoy, too. Good for him. <laughs> Colt, he's still in the league, yeah. which is weird to me. I mean, he, I don't know if he's ever played a game. Yeah, he has. Are you kidding me? He beat the – he's starting for Washington. He yeah. beat the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas on Thanksgiving. Did he really? Oh, yeah, that was a big deal. Yeah. That was a big deal. I don't deal. remember that. This must yeah. have been, like, four or five yeah. years ago, something like that. Damn, that, good for Colt. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> Washington's had so many quarterbacks, it's hard for me to keep up on that one. They've had tons. They've yeah. had tons. Poor RG3. He was supposed to be the one. He was the one until you know, until you know just some poor coaching until he decisions. Yeah. Uh, well, no, because he. I mean, they. Uh, Gruden's he, brother. Yep. Uh, Jay Gruden. I don't think he liked him. No. And he left him out there with a bad offensive line and a bum knee on a preseason game. Got him killed. Yes. Yes. And, that, and his that knee was, was never the same. Never the I, same. I can't watch Alex. Speaking of getting killed, I can't watch Alex Smith without being just totally fucking gross. I don't know how Alex, like Alex Smith's wife has like openly come out and said like she's like I can't watch the games anymore because he shouldn't play. Oh, did you ever see the pictures yeah, of? Oh, it was so disgusting. I, I can't watch it. It was gross. And then he got he got like an infection after the surgery mm-hmm. and like that's he, when it got really fucking gross. Yeah. Oh, that thing! No, it's absolutely. I can't uh, watch him nasty. without thinking. Like, it was nasty. He shouldn't be out there. Why would anybody? Like at some point, you gotta say, "Dude, you're not a competitor. This is an addiction." He's this a competitor, <laughs> and, and that to certain people, that level, that that's all they know. They're they're truly competitors. He's got small hands though. They want to stay on the field. <laughs> yeah, so he's trying to he's trying to like prove that he he's not just small hands. He's he still trying to work on that. Yeah. What whatever this. What year was he, he can hold the ball with two hands? <laughs> what, what, what year was he drafted? Two thousand seven, something it. like that. Yeah. yeah. So. After they beat Bama, <laughs> he throws yeah. it with both hands. Yeah. <laughs> he makes it work. That's all I remember hearing the knock on him. He's got small hands. Like well. Okay, he's been throwing the ball for it. What does that matter now? <laughs> I just remember I've never hearing that knock on the open. Never understood that. I've been throwing the ball since Pee Wee. So uh, Vanderbilt was not your original team, but it, it uh, you, you are into them now. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a season ticket holder. Yeah. Um, I podcast about them. I, you know, I, I go to the games. I go to you know Vanderbilt before the games. You know, yeah. I, I definitely you know enjoy the pregame a lot. The, the on-field product leaves something to be desired. You don't say. You don't say. <laughs> but you know what? I, I've gotten to know a, through podcasting. I've gotten to know a lot of former Vanderbilt players. Yeah. And what I can say is, to a man, they have all been just good dudes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is something that I do admire about the Vanderbilt program is that a lot of the dudes that come through that program are genuinely good people. Yeah, you know, so I, I've had two co-hosts, Ryan, and before that, Zach Stacy, who was a phenomenal player. Now, mm-hmm. Kellen, his dream school was Auburn. Was it? he wanted to go to Auburn so bad, and they didn't take him. What year was that? Uh, so he uh, he graduated. I'm trying to think what running backs were there. Uh, Trey Mason was there. Yeah, gotcha. So my yeah, favorite. Auburn he turned out back. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So no, he yeah. and Trey Mason were same high school class. Yeah, and so. 
Saban recruited him to be a DB, and he didn't even play DB. Yeah. Like he had just mm-hmm. played running back. He's like, he's like, I cannot turn my hips to save my life. Like yeah. this is a joke. So ended up coming to Vandy. Well, he's like, it's like I got an offer from Vandy. My mama told me and I was going to Vandy. I said okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that was it. That was it. Yeah. But and he had Barrett Jones blocking for him in high school. Mm-hmm. So, but no, I mean, I've been fortunate to meet a bunch of these Vandy guys doing the podcast, and they've all just been. You know, generally great guys. What'd you think about getting rid of Derek Mason and going to Clark Lee? It's about time. Really? I personally love Derek Mason. Derek but Mason is not. a great man. He's a good dude. He's, that does not necessarily I, make him a great coach. I think mm-hmm. Auburn, I was hoping Tennessee would look out for a defensive coordinator. That's a hell of a defensive coordinator yeah. hire to me. I believe, I believe that the defense will be the best part of Auburn's team this year. The best part of the, the best thing that Auburn got from Vanderbilt is not Derek Mason, it's Donovan Kaufman. Who's that? Who's that? Yeah. Donovan Kaufman was <laughs> a true freshman in Vanderbilt last year. Gotcha. He was uh when he played, he outside of Deo Dengbo, he was the best player on the defense. So Mason mm-hmm. recruited him over there. Basically, he came went to he went to Auburn with Mason. Yeah. Uh I actually had him on my podcast. He was one of my first podcast guests. Yeah. And this he's a kid he's from metairie right outside of new orleans Mm -hmm. and i have yet to meet as impressive an 18 year old in my life so you think Derek was like i got you yes (laughs) oh a hundred well well, but he he was also a kid don't worry kid i got you he he was like a a top 100 recruit in the country in high school too and so and you know he he came out and he was like the best player in the defensive backfield by leaps and bounds Mm -hmm. as a true freshman so I actually think he's a bigger loss for the Vanderbilt program in a lot of ways than yeah. Derek Mason is. Yeah. So and I and he's a kid that you are gonna love rooting for. That's good to know. That's what I'm baking <laughs> on the defense. Yeah, I, I don't think y'all got offense. a good back seven, but I do not trust the defensive line at Auburn one bit this year. Especially now that the, that the yeah. Trousdale's gone. Yeah. He he hasn't had a good feel for this team at all. I mean, Big Cat Bryant transferred he's, out. He's so uh, indifferent. Yeah. But, uh, but I don't think Big Cat was that good. Or he didn't live up to his potential. He didn't live up to, he the potential, live up to his potential. But at the same time, yeah. like he was at least passable for SEC play. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how many dudes left are on the defensive line mm-hmm. this year. Well, they, that one defensive lineman just left uh, Auburn. I believe he's going to come to Tennessee. You he's, think so? No, nah, I don't know. It's what he's Twitter said. Something. Yeah, Twitter. <laughs> yeah, but when a bunch when, of Twitter when, people put yeah. oranges in his mentions. Well, it, it, well and like when I'm, I'm sure your Twitter is just a bunch of dudes who have like oranges for avatars. So yeah. like of course they're going to Tennessee. Yeah, it's, for it's a lot of balls. It's a lot of yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we'll see, man. We'll see. I don't. I, I'm so confused on their head coach. I just don't like that was just such an out of the blue hire to me. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe I mean, it could be. Thing. I've been hearing good things about it. You don't think it's a good I you know, I I would give it like what's his name again? 2.5 stars. Harson. What? Harson? Harson. Wait, no, Auburn's head coach or Tennessee's head coach? Auburn's head coach. Oh, Harson. Harson, I, I think Harson is solid. Just my thing was that it was strange because he has never like even like coached in the South at all. No. He spent his entire career on the West Coast. It's a, it was the just closest a weird... thing was he spent two or three years at Texas. He was the offensive coordinator at Texas. Yeah. And as we all know, they're in the Southeast now. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> apparently that, that, that's the it's South. It's clearly right? Southeast. It's not West Coast. It's not Let's West Coast. It's not so, West Coast. But anyway, yeah. I, I, I think I think Harson, and I mean he he's got a retread at offensive coordinator in Mike Run the Damn Ball Bobo. Yeah. Which you know I, we'll we'll see how that pays off for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know Mike Bobo's been around the block more than once. Yep. So you know Georgia fans are very familiar with him. 
I don't think they were, you know, all too upset when they saw him leave. When when they saw him, you know, be at Auburn. Now, I mean, I think that yeah, I think Mason will be will be very good as a coordinator. I think Mason is someone who connects with players big time as well as anyone because he is he's a genuine dude. Yep, he's he a was a confusing dude. head coach. Like there would be these times of brilliance, and then there was that first game where they played three quarterbacks. I was like, what the hell is he doing? He's stubborn. Stubborn. I, he was just confusing to me. Did they actually have a good quarterback though? No. Last year? <laughs> that year that year he played three? No. no, the year they played three, no I mean last year they basically just played SEALs. You know, SEALs, you know, for you know, two freshman quarterback had a pretty decent run last yeah. year. I think Vanderbilt's offense this year will be leaps and bounds better than the defense. I don't trust I don't really trust the defense this year at yeah. all. I, I do think that the offense will surprise some people because Sneaky Vanderbilt has one of the better like wide receiver slash tight end rooms in the SEC. Which right. I think people don't realize Cam Johnson and Mira Abdur Rahman are a pretty darn good one two punch. And I mean, Cam Johnson is a great possession receiver. Like, you throw the ball anywhere near him. Like, he had like 15 catches in a game last year. You know, Ben Bresnahan at tight end is a guy I really like, but th- their defense has literally nothing. Like I gotcha. don't like I follow this team pretty well. I don't think I can name a defensive player. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty bad. It's really bad. I think Auburn's gonna be okay because they got Bo Nix, and you're not sold on Bo Nix. Bo Nix. Are you sold on Bo Nix? I think Bo Nix is okay. I think he's one of the better quarterbacks. I'm in not SEC. sold on Bo Nix. And then on top of that, I think he's one of the better ones in SEC. On top of that, the returning uh, receiving core has a total of 23 catches. Yeah, they lost their top three receivers. So. But they got Tank Bigsby. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters. They got Tank Bigsby. Um, they got Smoke Monday. <laughs> he doesn't play offense. I know. <laughs> they got Smoke Monday. <laughs> they got Smoke Monday. So we actually on the NIL when that started, we messaged a bunch of players to see if we could get them to endorse us to, <laughs> to be our, one of our sponsors. I messaged Smoke Monday. And he, I was like, so how much would it cost to, to do uh, a post for us? And he goes, $1,000. And I messaged him back. I go, do you know any walk-ons? <laughs> <laughs> he said, huh? Yeah, he goes, he messaged back, huh? thousand dollars. <laughs> you kidding me? Like, you lost your fucking mind. A thousand dollars. thousand damn Insta- dollars. For an Instagram he story. He said a thousand dollars. Brian Maurer did one for us for 30 bucks. Yeah. 20, and then John, Jack Jancic did one for 20 bucks. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to start digging into this. Some of these Vandy guys. I'm gonna have to start digging into some of these Vandy guys now. I don't know. There I, were a few of them that responded back to us. I messaged a bunch of Auburn and Tennessee players, and like, I mean, there was some that like had just stupid requests. Oh, like did you try like Harrison Bailey or something? Because I'm sure he would have a stupid request. Uh, I think we did, but I don't remember I don't if he responded him. back. Yeah. Apparently, Brian Mauer today it's come out. He's gonna be going to the transfer portal. Is he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so he's yeah, like he's gonna start. He's gonna be fourth. He's gonna be fourth. fourth. Yeah. Did he so, not start some last year? He did start some last year. Oh, but his new coach. Well, so yeah. no. Well, Brian Maurer is the type of quarterback that like makes your head coach just cringe because it's either gonna be an amazing play or it's gonna be six going the other way. Mm-hmm. Like it's never. <laughs> yeah, no, he's the fourth string. I mean, once they brought in Hedden Hooker and Joe Milton, like, and that's what they're saying. The two writing was gonna be. Yeah. Writing was on the wall. I'm surprised though. Like, I mean, I guess with, with the system, 
that he's bringing over from UCF. It doesn't it doesn't surprise me like a ton that Bailey's not going to be the guy, but Bailey's got arm talent. Like Bailey was a super highly recruited kid out of high school. Mm-hmm. It's the reason he's the reason why a lot of people. He's a five that, star. He's a lot of he's the reason a lot of people thought uh, Eric Gilbert was going to transfer to Tennessee because they were high school teammates. Right. But you know, uh, I mean, Eric Gilbert couldn't stay off the synthetic weed. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, from what I can tell, Tennessee doesn't give a shit about too much. So. Well, neither does Georgia, neither does LSU. But the problem was that at LSU, he uh, accrued entirely zero credits during his first year on campus. Oh, okay. Zero credits. Zero. That's credits. pretty hard. That's just not going to class at like, all. At all. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. At all. He just started. <laughs> I mean, I mean what, what, you know, what, what's going to happen is he's going to play one year at Georgia. And he's not going to accrue any credits there. And he's going to transfer a year and then play at Tennessee for a year or something like that. You might be right. Then go to the NFL. Yeah. So you think Hypel is overhyped, as you said? Yeah, overhyped. Um. <laughs> I mean, I think that that was clever. I, I thought you know it wasn't bad. I, I, I were you the first one to come up with that? I, I, as, as far as I know, but you know, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Can you say he's overhyped? I think nobody's expecting anything good. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I, I didn't say it was a slam dunk. It's not a slam dunk. It's I not think Gruden. I think he's the best they could have gotten under given the, the situation, given the timing. Because it's yeah. the timing that really kills them even more than the scandal, right? Because if you're going to get rid of a coach, you've got to get rid of him on on Black Monday. And they did not do that. And they did not do that, right? And so once the coach and carousel gets in motion, like that's why you see all these teams firing their coach with a couple weeks left because they want to be able to start you know, interviewing guys and they want to be able to get on – the carousel before anybody else does so they can get their pick the litter but they weren't gonna get anybody anyway with the ncaa stuff's looming a little bit but i still think that if they had you know if they had like you know the the typical like late november december search they could have gotten someone that's a little bit more on par with the harson well i do think like when they hired hypo i was like ah what the hell and but the more he's been around the program and the stuff he's done i think he's good for what they need right now I don't think I, I don't think he's winning national championships or anything, but I think he'll be more entertaining. I think he'll be better. He can't be worse than Pruitt. There's no fucking way. There's no fucking way. <laughs> I mean, you had Derek Dooley. Like, I was about you, to say, you, you had Bush. I, I, <laughs> how many years are you going to say that? Oh, they can't be worse. They can't I be mean, worse. I mean, like, I think Pruitt was worse than Dooley. Dooley had some like crazy offenses when he had Tyler Bray, Justin Hunter, and Corderell Patterson back there. Like, it was stupid, the stuff they were throwing up. Uh, but Did they win? They won some. They would have beat LSU if it wasn't for the 12 <laughs> men on the field. <laughs> and whose fault is that? That was Derek Dooley. There, there you go. I didn't mind Derek Dooley, though. But Derek Dooley was another one. You talk about the firing on Black Monday. Mm-hmm. Lane Kiffin left him high and dry. There yep. was no, they had nothing. Yep. They were screwed. I mean, Kiffin kind but of. But also, that's what happens when, like, you hire Lane Kiffin. He was like 31 years old. You know, like, what? What do you expect? Like, how old was Kiffin when he took the Tennessee? And USC job? had to go down to their eighth choice for head coach. Yeah. So, I mean, and plus, like, you knew if USC came calling, he was always going to go. Like, there was there was no doubt about you, that. You wouldn't have thought it would have fallen that far to him, but yeah. I mean, but they were on sanctions though. Like, if, if that, they, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It fell that far. I was saying, if USC was probably, you know, the USC, he wouldn't have gotten a job. Probably yeah, not. Exactly. No, yeah. probably not. But because he had been there with Pete Carroll yeah. and he had those ties, like, I, you I'm know, and that was the thing that hurt with Kiff. It was like, he left, we, we had our coach. <laughs> he was going to be the guy. <laughs> you know what, though? I think he, he's the guy that he needed to get brought down a couple rungs. 
Like he needed. He's probably a better man he's now. Such like, a better. No, I think he's a better coach now too. I think he. I think he's a. He's a better offensive mind now. I think he's a better manager of talent now. I think he's just a better coach in every single facet of the game because he got, because he got a couple black guys. Because he had to go and be an assistant again. Uh, yes, he does get to go to the Nick Saban finishing school, mm-hmm. but even go, having to go to FAU for a yeah. couple of years, right? Yeah. A like if you, he was on Dan Lebetard's show with Stu Gotts yeah. uh, recently, and he, like you could hear it in his voice, he didn't really want to leave Boca, but he kind of you know like when the SEC comes calling, the SEC comes calling. Yeah. Right? Well, I think Ole Miss is a that's the right size program for yeah, Lane Kiffin. Is. Like Lane it Kiffin's is. not going to be a national championship winning coach. Not now. I, I think I could see I could see a day that he is. Though, you yeah, think so? I mean, yeah. maybe, but yes. I, I just I think that's the right size program for him. I don't I see if he got to a, one of the top tier calling him. I can see him going to somewhere like LSU if uh-huh. somewhere some reason you know, uh, oh boy, Orgeron, yeah, leaves. but Orgeron's not a top. I mean, that, that you, you want to talk about he school? Looked, I mean, but it's he that program. Up. You want to yeah. talk it's about you want to talk about a school that's about to get hit with sanctions? LSU. Why do you say that? Uh, have y'all not been like paying attention? I like, haven't. Like, I hadn't seen anything about th- that. There are more posting memes. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's I mean, like between like they they they're still having fallout from the Les Miles era right now. Like mm-hmm. Title IX investigations, like covering up, you know, violent sexual assault, mostly from Darius Geis, but from other players as well. I mean, Les Miles had to be basically like cordon off from all women on campus because he could not be trusted. Les Miles? Les Miles. So Les Miles was messing with girls. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah I've heard oh, about that. I've yeah. never heard, heard that. I heard about yeah. Kiffin hooking up with students. No. no. I mean, L- L- Les Miles was was messing with like the girls were like the host hostesses, you know? Was he really? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, and like, like in like super duper creepy ways like there's a big like he got fired at kansas for shit he did at lsu, LSU that's yep. how bad it was yep. no shit yep damn i did not know that at all yeah and he i mean he's so because never of that the will, will they have sanctions at lsu because of that not even they will well, and like there's some stuff going around about coach Oge, you know in the so. crazy thing about that Les Miles is still a better coach than Jeremy Pruitt. <laughs> <laughs> He's still. <laughs> you got more national titles. They ain't taking he that does. away. He doesn't yeah. ain't taking that away. Yeah. But uh, no, I don't think Ed Orgeron's like a great coach. He was he's he's great for LSU. He's one of those those motivators. He I was think we made to be at LSU. Like, he's one of those motivators. Like if he gets the right people around him, they 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 can go. I love the go. stories of when he was at Tennessee. He was a nut. <laughs> when he was at Ole Miss, when, when Ed Orgeron was the head coach at Ole Miss, have you guys ever read, uh, what is it, Meat Market, the book um, uh, by Bruce Feldman? We don't read. What's that? You should. <laughs> I, I, I reckon it, it's basically he embeds Do they have that on audio? Yeah. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I, I know that they do. Uh, Bruce Feldman, uh, you know, reporter Bruce Feldman, yeah, he's, yeah. he's embedded with Ole Miss for a year, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did they know? The shit that... Or did he dress in disguise? <laughs> <laughs> they, one, they, but, but they, one mustache. He dressed <laughs> glasses and a mustache. Yeah, he, yeah, he, just put the, he put the Groucho Marks on. And just went with it. 
No, but I mean, hey, it's a great book, but he he describes some of the shit that, like, at, at Orgeron. First of all, like, the reason he's successful at LSU is because the only people who can understand him are people from from Louisiana. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, nobody else in the entire world can understand Mm-mm. what the hell is coming out of that man's <laughs> There's my Ed Orgeron. I'm pull out that gene we did one time. I'm on the ball. He is hard to get. Like, man. he's one of those dudes that, like, I literally need subtitles to listen yes, to the press conferences. Yes, yes, He's fascinating. Well, especially though. for, like, you know. How, how is he fascinating? You don't know what the hell he's saying. Just, Just like how, he, like, that one press conference, he stopped everything to go yell at people. Oh, that was a good one, though. That was a good one. That was that was peak at Orgeron. But Leaving his wife and getting that hot bride. I thought the wife left him. Yeah, the wife left him I right after left the natty. No, 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 the no, wife no, no, no. The wife left no, him. The wife left him because <laughs> she found he was messing around. Like, she was hot. That broad he got now, he's, she's pretty good looking. Yeah, he but got she, in good shape. He's in fighting shape now. Yeah, he only got that. He he only got that way once a wife left him, though. Like, oh yeah. And she was like, I. She, I mean, and she knows where all the bodies are buried. Yeah, he uh, he dips. So he dips, but he uses coffee like literal coffee grinds. So he dips coffee grinds. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's not bad. That's not bad. He's not gonna get. Think cancer. about how much <laughs> caffeine you're taking. You know he has. You know he has a. A refrigerator in his office that is just dedicated to Red Bull. The, the man drinks a half dozen Red Bulls a day. He doesn't need that. Uh, Apparently, he does. Oh, the, well, there like was that. that there was that one story about during uh, the ten before the Tennessee that Alabama game. Through, like, the copy machine, <laughs> the printer, and copier and shit. It said a bunch of shit. None of the players knew what he said, but they all just started yelling and throwing shit too. The whole room got just hype. It just was like ready to go. That's amazing. <laughs> I did, oh, I loved it. I, loved I would it. love to interview him sometime. But I, do, I would it. ask him a question. I wouldn't know what he's saying. You gotta have an interpreter. There's you need an interpreter for him, and then my other dream interview guest is Bill Walton. Bill Walton. Because you gotta ask one question, and then you get 45 minutes of content. You just sit there, and he just goes. He <laughs> put a whiteboard up there. Yeah, this this is how you do this. <laughs> so uh, he's a genius, man. So you keep up with the whole SEC? Have you kept up with this Oklahoma Texas thing? Oh too? yeah, of course. Ah, I, I, you know I'm kind of trying to. Are they trying to buy out? Their uh, their ties to ESPN and uh, Big Twelve to play sooner than twenty twenty five. Oh, you damn right they are. Did you how, see how it? See, guess, there's a lawsuit now against ESPN over this. No, yeah, okay, the, 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 the lawsuit is, is, is yeah. not going anywhere. Nah. The, the, that that lawsuit does not stand a snowball's chance in hell. I mean, that's just could, like you could uh, say there was tampering. You could say it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but like like it, it's it's the same. That's like the same scoring. amount of things. You just yeah. you oh, just yeah. upset. Well, it's they're all, upset. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're butthurt about it, but yeah. they're also like they it's the same. They're gonna get the same amount of tampering. Issues that like an NBA team gets for signing a free agent at twelve one on the first day. Mm-hmm. Like, come on! Like, they're not going to do anything about it. They're going to get enough money from the from the buyout money that from the money that they that Texas and Oklahoma are going to get from the SEC yeah. to basically pay off their fines. Yeah, what is it, seventy-five million dollars, something like that. For Texas, that is a drop in the bucket. No, yeah, I told somebody I said there's enough that, oil there's money to so go around money. to pay that off. Well, also, I'm all for it if Alabama goes to the West. Alabama they already is in the West. Oh, I mean, like, but they're saying that they're going to be going to the East now. East, and it would be like Auburn and Alabama going. 
What are you talking about? Alabama, Auburn and Alabama are already I mean, in the West, my friend. <laughs> no, they're going to the East. No, I'm oh, saying, like, what, what was your no. point, though? You I'm saying, I'll be all for Alabama going to the West. If they stay in the West, I'm okay with it. But they're saying that Alabama and Auburn will be going into yeah, the East. Yeah, there's so many scenarios. Like, if you have two divisions, Auburn and Alabama go to the East. If Auburn and Alabama go to the East, that will be a Tennessee fucking will win nightmare another game. ever. Tennessee will win another game. <laughs> I mean, you're making the assumption they're going to win a game anyway. You have Florida, Georgia, Alabama, (laughs) all in the same division. That's a bitch. Uh, uh, think know, about I, playing I, I, with I, I, with Bama LSU. I'm every okay year. With, with whatever. And, and Georgia, I'm talking about what Auburn plays every year. Yeah, <laughs> I, I see what you're saying, but <laughs> I mean, you wait. You already get Alabama every year because they're your they're your crossover. Absolutely. Yeah. So you, I mean, how does that change for you? That just means you get Auburn, and you know, for everything that Auburn is, there's a lot of things that Auburn isn't. So. Oh, I mean, it, that actually would not like affect of all the schools that affects Tennessee the least. No, because Alabama now goes to the top of the Eastern Division, so now Tennessee's got even more mountain to climb. I guess. So but, I mean, you're you're, you're playing them either way, way, so yeah. it, do, it it don't matter that much. Yeah, Tennessee's gonna be Tennessee. Whatever, whatever. I, I don't want them to go. I don't years, want them anymore. I don't want them. Years are gone, Jason. <laughs> I don't want to play Alabama anymore. I'm the tired of it. It's not fun. It's tradition. It's not a good tradition. <laughs> third, uh, third uh, Saturday, Saturday in October. October. <laughs> that game has sucked ever since I quit wearing their home and home jerseys. Uh, uh, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. interested in me and people that I respected uh, um, saying, you know, I like your work or whatever that is. And and uh, I would visualize things coming to me that I wanted or whatever. Drive home and think, well, I do have these things. Uh, they're out there. I just don't have a hold of them yet, but they're out there. I wrote myself a check for $10 million for acting services rendered. And I gave myself uh, five years or three years, maybe. And uh, and uh, I dated at Thanksgiving 1995. Just before Thanksgiving 1995, I found out that I was going to make $10 million, dollars, dollars, dollars.
All right, we're back. So, yeah, uh, we were talking about Derrick Henry. <laughs> he's a beast. He is a beast. He's going to be uh, – I think he's going to have a good year. You think so? <laughs> I think so. You don't say. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> I think he's going to be all right this I mean, year. Has anybody had a good year after going 2,000 yards, rushing for 2,000 yards? Didn't uh, – Chris Johnson still went like he, – he had quite a few over 1,000 after – He had like 1,200 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean – but, but it, no, no. Typically, it didn't feel after right, right. <laughs> typically, after you go two thousand, to yeah, me, it's the amount of carries. Demarco Murray was one to me. Mm-hmm. After he had like what two years in a row the carry, like the most carries in the league. Oh, well, gosh. No, if you go back a little further, you remember Jamal Anderson on, yeah. the, on the Falcons. I yeah. mean, he. You want to talk about falling off a cliff? Like he had two years where, like, where, Terrell when, Davis when they made the Dirty Bird hot. And then, then two years after that, he was like basically out of the league because they'd run him so many times. Yeah. He was getting more than four hundred carries a year. Like that's insane. That's stupid. Jerome Bettis, they did that too. They we, beat the shit out of Jerome Bettis. Yeah, but there isn't. But Jerome Bettis, that Jerome Bettis. Was that's two, what he was in, supposed to do. Yeah, but the, but Jerome Bettis weighed about two seventy, and like yeah. people just bounced off of him. Mm-hmm. He was the bus. The bus. <laughs> but then even like the 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 latter years, I think he was just like short yardage. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. I think it. I think I don't remember if it was the last season or second to last season. One of my favorite stat lines of all time: five carries, one yard, three touchdowns. <laughs> Did he really? Yes. That's pretty impressive. I mean that that is I, a, a that's fantasy gold mm-hmm. right there. Yeah, it is. That's why people picked him up on fantasy because he knew mm-hmm. he's going to score. Yeah. He's going to score. What do you think Vandy's going to do this year, record wise? Pray. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a they, an answer. They get, the non, answer. they get the non-conference schedule back. Oh this yeah, year. thank thank the Lord they got non-conference again, and thank the Lord they got a nice soft non-conference schedule yeah. this year. I mean, they got MTSU, they got that's a good one. Uh, they got TSU. Oh, and they got Colorado State. Are they going to own the state again? <laughs> Uh, no, Memphis owns the state, right? Yeah, Memphis owns. The Memphis state. is the best, is the best football program in the state right now. Like I don't, and, and the sad thing is, it ain't even close. You think so? Still, mm-hmm. who was their coach now? I know their coach left and went to Florida State. Yeah, Norvell who, who? went Norvell. to Florida State. Um, who is Memphis's coach? I, I, should, I no really should know this. Coaches. And it's I don't have I don't remember him off the top of my head. Boy, this gotta be the first time I know TSU's head coach and not Memphis's. <laughs> It's a big name. <laughs> it's hard not to know TSU's so, right he, now. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I will go. It's Jeff Fisher. Secretly, yes, it is Jeff Fisher. Behind the scenes, one hundred percent, Jeff Fisher is coaching that. Team. Well, here's the thing. So everyone's just trying to like mimic Jackson State now, right? When yeah. they hired. Oh yeah. The difference that Sanders was coaching high school ball for a long time. Like Sanders yeah. is actually a coach. Yeah. Sanders actually wanted to coach. Eddie George was just called. That, yeah, and that's the difference, right? Eddie George. I'm like, when I when they, I saw they hired Eddie George, I'm like, wait a second. It's a total. Don't get me wrong. Stunt. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like Eddie George is an amazing player, but he has he's been zero Broadway coaching background. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's <laughs> he's been doing other shit. He hasn't even been near football really. No, and so he, I mean he's going to be a figurehead. This yeah, is, yeah, so, absolutely, is. absolutely. It's going to be. I think Jeff Fisher called in a favor. Jeff Fisher clearly wanted to get. I, I was surprised actually. You I thought think that, TSU reached I thought out that to Jeff Fisher first. I think Jeff Fisher get, reached out to them. You think so? One hundred percent. I think Jeff Fisher. I, I was surprised Vandy didn't look at Jeff Fisher a little bit more. I thought that would have actually been a pretty good hire for them. 
Uh, I thought I found it interesting when he said he wanted to go to Tennessee. I was like, that might that might work. You know what? Um, he, I mean, he had been rumored to USC for the longest time because he, he played, wanted that job. He wanted too. that job bad, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I think a lot of people just think he's too boring, and, he, and he's not going to connect. <laughs> well, I, with I kept kids. saying when his name was coming up, we can't go nine and seven in, <laughs> in <go> college. <laughs> <laughs> this is true, but if not win season college. That one season at Vandy would be ridiculous. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, you listen to, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll shout it back. Zach Stacy, when we were working together on the show, yeah. he, he swear, ran for, he played it, for Jeff Fisher yeah, in yeah, St. Louis. He was drafted yeah, by, yeah. he swears by Jeff Fisher. He like he would run through a brick wall for Jeff Fisher. I don't think Jeff Fisher gets enough credit for that last Rams team that made the Super Bowl. He built that damn team. Yeah, he had most of those dudes. Yeah, yeah, uh, and he got no credit Man, for was it. Was he the GM? He was the head coach. He was the one who picked I mean, players. Drafting them and the GM picks the players. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. That was his team. <laughs> he had to tell him what he wanted, right? I mean, I don't think he was a, there. Did he get to the Super Bowl? No. Exactly. He may. No, it this was man, like the, this man has been mediocre for a number of years and then flash in the pan type thing. Did I say that right? Yes. Yeah. And no, they had two good years. That, how many? No, they had, they had a few good years. I will say with the Titans, I think Tennessee fans in general were spoiled. Those teams that we had when they first came here were stupid with talent yeah, on both sides of the ball. McNair, no, it wasn't just George. McNair. It was McNair, Samar Kersey, Roll, yeah. Thigpen. You had uh, Derrick Mason. Javon Curse. Javon Curse. Uh, they were loaded everywhere. Yep. Yep. Everywhere. Blaine Bishop. They just had talent just across the ball. Like they were just ridiculously loaded. What Matthews? Bruce Matthews? Bruce yeah. Matthews. Yeah. I still say they would have won the Super Bowl if they drafted Randy Moss over Kevin Dyson. I don't yeah. give a shit what anybody <laughs> says. Yeah, I mean, you're, a you're right, but B like also like I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, so like <laughs> I'm still I'm still bitter. I'm still bitter. Was it Frank White? Frank was White. it a lateral? It was a Ford pass. Uh, Frank Wy- Ford pass. Frank Wycheck will like. I will never like. I, I I will. There will always be like a very small bit of hate in my heart for Frank Wycheck. <laughs> not not just because it's his voice. No oh, no no. Frank Frank, Frank Wycheck is basically a four letter. Oh word. Frank's Frank's voice kills me. I hated when he was on the morning show. God, I hated when he was on the morning show. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, I should feel bad now because it's all CTE related. But I oh, feel like. It? Yeah, I feel like uh, if it, if he didn't have concussions, he would still sound like that. Though I feel like that was <laughs> just you said Frank so. Who asked you say something about uh, the other day uh, the basketball player on the on the radio now? Oh, uh, Ron Slade. Yeah, I can't stand Ron Slade either. <laughs> I can't stand his voice. But he's he's so just he's just amped up. Well, uh, Blaine Bishop. He is, yeah, Blaine, Blaine Bishop too. was one of my favorite players. Like I named my cat after Blaine Bishop, but uh, like. His voice just—he's like, <laughs> he's always Swanky's Tacos. Come to Swanky's Taco Shop. Best tacos in Cool Springs. Tell him Blaine sent you. And it was like I just—but <laughs> he would do that, <laughs> that laugh all the time. <laughs> oh, he drove me up a wall here in the on the radio. Ugh. That's why I can't listen to and, talk, well, and, and, sports talk anymore because well, I just hate people's voice. Frank Wachek was always like. What the Titans need to do yes, is exactly. throw the ball downfield <laughs> a little bit more. And just, <laughs> I just oh god, I couldn't stand him either. Fuck, it was terrible, terrible. But you, know, I, I, I truly believe that was just Frank Wachek's voice. I don't, I don't. 
I don't think that was concussion. No, that's base. correct. That, that just is Frank Wojcik. <laughs> that's just Frank Wojcik. That's just Frank Wojcik. Memory stuff? Yes, that's yes. concussion. Yes, but that, I mean, voice. That was. I don't think. I, yeah, I, I, concussion affects your memory. Cut. Concussion does not change yeah. the timbre of your voice. Like I'm sorry. Like, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't care who you are. <laughs> His voice is awful. You like Ron Slate? I can't stand Ron Slate. No, like, uh, like. you listen to him on the radio? No. I, I, no, he's not very good. Uh, I yeah. I don't personally care for him. Uh, he's he's not my cup of tea. No, my uh my, my my sports radio pretty much like well I guess they're not even radio anymore. Dan Levitard is pretty much the only like ever like sports. I mean that's national sports radio. So yeah, yeah. and he and I mean they don't want radio anymore. They're they're just podcasts now. Yeah, that's so. pretty funny. George <laughs> Plaster, I can't stand him yeah, either. I don't like him. Do you like him? The voice of Vandy. You're not a big fan of Plaster? Uh, I'm going to put the fifth here because I, I, am, I am tangentially tied to Vanderbilt, uh, the Vanderbilt community, and I am not trying to close any potential doors. So I, I, I will say all I will say is go doors. Anchor down. Oh, he's great. He's one of my favorites. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. George Plaster. <laughs> that, uh, that I don't story. like him. He he used to be on one or two five for the longest, right? Yeah, he used to do their afternoon show. All I know about him is he loves NBA and he loves Vandy. <laughs> he sounds like somebody out of the fifties, like when there was no TV back in the day. <laughs> he still calls black people color. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. That's exactly who he sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Back when my schools were segregated, <laughs> Vanderbilt hasn't played like this since segregation. <laughs> Let's get you a great steak at Jimmy Kelly's. <laughs> a Nashville tradition. Nashville tradition. <laughs> Levy's men's shop. <laughs> anyway, so are you going? You plan on going to? I guess you're going to all the Vanderbilt games this year. I, don't know. I got I got season tickets, um, and I'm I'm working to get a media pass. So. Are those hard to give away? Uh, not when, not when George and Florida are in town, not when Tennessee is in town. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. I, well, a, that's like, true. Good point. My, my, my wife and I are, you know, members of uh, whatever the the Gold Alumni Club is. Yeah. So the tickets actually really aren't that expensive. Oh, they're super cheap, and yeah. especially for for and we got decent seats, mm-hmm. and so like I mean, a bad two, seat two in the spot, two seasons, two seasons to go. We made our entire yeah. money back from our purchase just by selling our Georgia game tickets. Well, we, That's uh, crazy. I remember uh, I moved up in 07. 08, we bought Vandy tickets because Auburn played Vandy. Those two tickets I bought, season tickets, were cheaper than the one season ticket I bought at Auburn. Yeah, that's, that's, that doesn't surprise me at all. I thought it was the craziest thing. Well, Do you remember that year they were giving away scarves with season tickets? <laughs> I just I always remember that. I'm like, what a weird item to give to somebody. Well, so 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 the fun thing is that my wife and I also have basketball and baseball tickets, and so fuck that Whistler. Can we agree? Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. I, I I no. Sorry. Like, it's enough. It's enough. I, and I, he's I, awful. I don't it's, know. it's obnoxious. It's obnoxious for me as someone who is wearing black and gold, rooting for the Doors. I don't know any Vandy fans who who enjoy that whistling shit. And like, I'm in a bunch of like SEC forums. Like, I do a, I do a bunch of like co SEC shows, and all they do is just like say like fuck the whistler. Like, first they say like, oh, you're a Vandy guy, fuck the whistler. 
And so I'm like, okay, yeah. I mean, like, pretty much. Like, that's what we're known for. Like, no, they should be known as having the best baseball program in the entire country. Yeah, but no, all they're known for is the goddamn Whistler. He's awful. He's awful. He's right up there with those fucking cowbells for me. I bet he laughs at night before he goes to sleep. The only... They hate me. He probably plays Nas Hate Me Now every morning. (laughs) Uh, Have you seen him? He has no idea who Nas is. No. He has zero idea who Nas is. He knows who 38 Special is. (laughs) (laughs) He's definitely listened to Dixie Chicken before. (laughs) (laughs) Pure Prairie League loves that shit. Mm, Talk about the the cowbells. Uh, I remember... It might have been 2014. Uh, Auburn went to uh, Starkville. I think this is when. Did you go? Yeah. This I think this was in Ole Miss. Not Ole Miss. Uh, Mississippi State may have been two. Auburn was three. This is okay. when Dak was quarterback. Mm. Uh, ESPN game day was there. And uh, Auburn you know, won that game. No, they didn't. They lost. Did they? Yeah. I thought that like when they were number, when Mississippi State was two, somebody like shellacked them. Uh, I don't know who beat them. Maybe Bama or somebody. But okay. uh, but anyway, you know how every team does their walk. You know, does their walk to the stadium. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine sixty, seventy thousand fans with a fucking cowbell? Just it sounded like bees. <laughs> Like in your ear, like that amount of people, you know, throughout, you know, that whole area, mm-hmm. tailgating and stuff. Everybody had a, a damn uh, cowbell just ringing at the oh, same time. Oh, God. That's so obnoxious, man. <laughs> I hate that damn cowbell. I hate it. The man. chant that annoys me the most is the gator bait chant. The gator bait chant is just so. What's gator bait? I think gator chant. They go, na, 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 na. Gator bait. Nah. Okay. And yeah, like, yeah. they just drone on and on and on and on doing that same damn chant. It is the most just mind numbingly <laughs> stupid, boring chant that I've ever seen. It bothers me that Alabama plays uh, Dixieland Delights. I'm like, that song's about Tennessee. It's not. Well, the band's name is it's Alabama. Band, it's name is by Alabama. Alabama, but it is not even about. Like the second line of the song is Tennessee Byways. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Come on now. Yeah. It's about Tennessee. I'm like, that's a that's an odd song. I, it just I don't know. That's always and they play a lot. Of, they play a lot of songs. They play a lot of songs. Alabama. Yeah. Well, they play that one every game. Yeah, they play. Uh, they play Leonard Skinner too. All the time. Well, yeah, and that's actually not a very flattering song. <laughs> it really is not. <laughs> Man, so I'm, I'm trying my best to make it to every SEC stadium. Which ones are you missing? Uh, Florida and Arkansas. Florida. Have you done Texas A&M? Yep. Missouri? Yep. Florida's a piece of shit. Like, it just it just worked out in my schedule, though. I, I was able to go. So I was about to ask you, have you have you been to all the stadiums? Not SEC? every SEC. No, I have not done... I'm missing a couple, so I'm missing. I've done Missouri, but I haven't done Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. I have not done Starkville, yeah. Um, but I've done I've done Ole Miss. I've done Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, Alabama, Auburn. I've yet to do LSU though. And that that's probably top of my list. I want I want to go to a night that's game. Uh, yeah, night game at Death Valley is definitely one of the things I want. Which is weird because like a lot of my family is from is from Louisiana, yeah. so it's weird that I haven't been. It's crazy. So every it state crazy. you go Most to, do games. you say this is nicer than Vandy? <laughs> well, I mean, like, like like you know, I did my undergrad at Wisconsin. Like Camp Randall skated in Wisconsin. 
is is you know am I biased? Yes, but I think it's better than SEC, every SEC stadium outside of Brian Denny and Sanford. Who do, who has the best atmosphere? Uh, well, it depends on how you define atmosphere. Does it include things around the stadium or just the stadium? I'd say the whole experience. The game, oh, Ole Miss. Everything. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Ole Miss was. I would like to go to the Grove one time. I, I'm, it sounds like it'd be it just – it's so different sounding it's to me. It's magical. That's the only word I can use. It's just it, – it, it, it feels like you are simultaneously, like, transported to a different time. Mm-hmm. But – it's just it's it, it's crazy, man. I I, I Have was you been that one. I was yeah. I was blown I was blown away, but again, I was there with some friends who are from Oxford. Okay, so they they knew people. I'm just I was just about to say that. So to me, the experience is is only heightened by the people you're with. Yes. So mm-hmm. most SEC schools are big in tailgating. So if you know where the best tailgating spots, where the party is, yeah. you're going to have a good time. Exactly. Right. But if you just show up by yourself and you're just wandering around, you're probably not going to have a good That's time. That's true. I can say That's from true. all the other the opposing team stadiums that I've been to, and I'm decked out in Tennessee gear, I've truly not met too many people who are just like out and out rude, like just no. out of no, their no, way no to be, be dick to me. No. Just out of their way. No, no, no one's ever been like, like rude to me, mm-hmm. but – What's my my question for you, Kellen? What's the worst stadium you've been to? It doesn't have to be in the SEC. Like stadium, like a game day experience. Just, game day experience. Uh, probably Georgia. Okay, Florida was mine. <laughs> I remember, uh, golly, Georgia fans—they love the drink, and they are probably the, the drunkest. The drunkest by far. You ought to come to my tailgate. <laughs> I was gonna say the, 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 the drunkest fans I experienced were in Knoxville, but I, we kind of we gotta do something. There ain't a, there's not a good game to watch. I remember uh, 08 uh, Auburn lost to Vandy. That was uh, Tuberville's last year. Oh, and uh, I don't even think Tuberville, uh, that, that, that's a Senator Tuberville. Song. I don't even think Tuberville coached that game. I think he was actually fired before that game, and uh, but I remember we lost and like walking back to the uh, walking back to the car, like these Vandy fans were talking trash. It was like, God, Lee, this this is how far we've fallen. <laughs> like we're getting we're getting shit by uh, Vandy. I remember leaving the Florida game, and Tennessee was up by nine points with three minutes left and lost. And uh, and like I remember, like leading up to, it, I was like, "Oh my God, this is gonna be it. We're gonna, we're gonna win." And then they ended up losing. I remember this guy after the game comes up to me. He's like, "He goes, man, y- y'all are almost there." And I remember feeling like, like he might as well patted me on the head, be like, "I love you, little brother. You're doing good. You're 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 getting better. <laughs> Just keep practicing, son." <laughs> man, what's the best game you've been to? Like from like the game experience. And the outcome. I know you say you're a Wisconsin fan, so I guess what's the best? Okay, well, so so the best game experience that I've been to was actually a Wisconsin loss. Uh, was the it was how, how's that a good experience? It was the two, his experience I've been to is probably a loss because uh, it was the Rose Bowl, Wisconsin versus Oregon, the year Russell Wilson was the quarterback for Wisconsin. Yeah, and I so I went to three. I when Wisconsin went to three straight Rose Bowls. The 2010, 11, and 12 God, they seasons. Had some good teams. Well, I had just moved to LA, and so I was living in LA. I had UCLA season tickets. I was in grad school at UCLA, mm-hmm. and so we got discounted Rose Bowl seats and stuff like that. So, 
but that was the second consecutive one. We just we lost to we've lost to freaking Andy Dalton the year before <laughs> in TCU, which was BS. They has some good teams. It sounds like you're still bitter about. Oh, that. I'm very bitter. You're gonna how, how are you gonna lose to a redheaded stepchild quarterback? Like, <laughs> come on now. Like, no. But that Russell Wilson team, yeah, that was special. Who was the running back that year? Uh, two of them, Monty Ball, James White. Yeah, I Dang. thought it was Monty Ball. I remember Monty Ball and Russell Wilson both finished top five Heisman that yeah. year. Yeah, Monty Ball broke the Khalif- Wisconsin's always been a running back factory. Um, I mean, yes. they had the the offensive line that's averaging like three hundred forty pounds a person. <laughs> yeah, there, there was a year that the average weight of the Wisconsin offensive line was bigger than any NFL team. Why did Brett Belima leave? Bielema, okay, we referred to him. He thought it was going to be a better opportunity. He thought he thought he wanted to test himself in the SEC, and honestly, Wisconsin fans are kind of glad to see him go. Was he? Yeah, we didn't. Well, and uh, I thought he was a good coach up there. He never fit in. First of all, he's an Iowa guy. He originally he's from Illinois. He went to Iowa, and he has a Hawkeye tattoo on his leg. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. And so, but then second, like he had some stuff going on on campus where he was doing some stuff with some co-eds that weren't wasn't really appreciated by certain people boy this seems like a recurring thing here <laughs> this is definitely a recurring thing but no bert bert had worn out his welcome i think and brett it was yeah i mean i'm i'm gonna keep calling him bert, bert. because that is what he should be referred to as um old bert Bielema. you know and you know he he looked like a large feral pig and so it was just natural for him to go and yeah. end up in you know in in, in uh freaking arkansas, arkansas. Fayetteville. fayetteville i'm, t- I'm, I'm gonna say lafayette but no because I, I had purdue on my mind because i was talking when you all were talking about worst stadium experiences mine is at purdue yeah, purdue purdue is in the middle of part of my French bumfuck nowhere, Indiana. <laughs> it is. Me and my buddy were driving from Wisconsin to go to Purdue to go to Wisconsin Purdue game, and like we're like we got to be fucking lost. Like we, we where the hell are we? Are just in cornfields in Iowa. It's starting to get dark. It's a night game, so we pull into a gas station. You know, we you know we we got GPS. This is like 2006, mm-hmm. right? And so we we pull, we're like, hey, how do you get to the, the like you know you know we're, we're trying to get to the stadium. Like, how do you get to Ross Aid? Like, oh, what you're gonna do? You're gonna drive down that you know you're gonna drive down the highway about four four and a half miles. And then I hit a, and then when you see the cornfield, you're going to turn left. I'm like, when you see the cornfield, this entire goddamn place is cornfields. Yeah. There was no semblance of a tailgate whatsoever. And it was just, it was sad, man. Like, the only thing that they had was, like, they got, like, this big-ass drum. They've got, like, the, and, like, and they have, like, the, the freaking, like, uh, like, the train horn. Yeah. Whenever they score, and that's it. It was, like, it. it was sad. It was sad. And I thought going to a game at Northwestern was sad, but this was really sad. You know, one of the best experiences I've had at college football period was uh, the Liberty Bowl. I actually, I like that stadium. In Memphis? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we I, we went to Liberty. Now, that was another one where, like, the game made the experience. We went to the Liberty Bowl, and it was Louisville versus Boise State. And at the time, they had the number two and number three offenses in the country. 
and the game went and like the final score was like fifty four to fifty two, and it was like you would go to the bathroom and somebody scored. Yep, it was <laughs> unreal. They're doing like flea flickers in the second quarter, going for it on fourth. Like it was like watching like me and my buddy playing Madden, mm-hmm. and it was like we're just gonna roll with it, do everything we can, and we were. Uh, we were on the, the Louisville side cheering for Boise State. And I so remember this guy. Boise State ended up winning. He turned around and just flipped off me and my brother lost. He was so mad at us. Why were you at the game? We were just in Memphis for New Year's. <laughs> and so Why we got not? tickets for it. I, I'm glad we did. It was one of the best game. games I've ever been to. That, the Music City Bowl with LSU and Notre Dame, that was a hell of a game. Mm-hmm. That was an awesome, awesome game. Yeah. Yeah, I went to. I mean, I went to a bunch of UCLA games, USC games. Game Coliseum's fun. Uh, the Rose Bowl as a stadium, like as a venue, is special. Yeah. If you ever get a chance, like I'd like to go to it. It's. it's I feel a, like it'd be kind of dilapidated though. Am I wrong? No, it, it, it's not. It's it's different, man. Like all yeah. the food is like food trucks around the stadium. Really? Yeah. Like and it's just one giant bowl, but you're, like you got it's surrounded by mountains. Like it's just it's the it's prettiest place. Yeah. It's so serene, and especially the Rose Bowl itself, right? You're there, the game, and the sun sets during the game. Yeah. And it's just, it's so cool, man. So is tailgating outside of the Southeast so, different? Yes. Well, okay, so tailgating, I, I've experienced three very different places of tailgating. I've experienced Wisconsin tailgating, which is not too dissimilar. It's just what, it's, it's just instead of having, you know, instead of the certain culinary things that we get yeah. down here, yeah. it's brats. Right, yeah. you're you're just you're which eating, I'd be okay with brats and we you know I mean it's probably similar I mean you start the day with kegs and eggs yeah and then you go and then you start hitting the brats brats and beer bongs and then you're going from there and you're going to the game so that's the most like college tailgate like experience outside oh, yes. of the SEC that oh, you've, yes. you've seen yeah, yeah yeah Wisconsin Iowa Ohio State. So not necessarily in the West Coast. No, no, Big Ten, like Big Ten, like uh, uh, like like your traditional Big Ten powers. Like with, they have like a t- Wisconsin, true like, like I will tell you, like, Wisconsin, experience. Iowa, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State, definitely. You've been to all of these stadiums, yes. man. Damn, you're crushing me on some stadiums. Yeah, the only, the only. Yeah, man, that's where he went to school. I mean, where he was in school in Big Ten. I mean, yeah, but he's went to all the SEC and he didn't go to school there either because I mean, he works. <laughs> I know, I, I get it, but and that's been, still, that's a lot of damn stadiums. I've been to, I've been to both Arizona schools, UCLA, USC, Stanford, Cal, Colorado. Uh, but at, at top of my list to go to the, outside of the SEC is Utah. I've heard Utah is supposed to be phenomenal. Really? Yeah. Utah, Utah, and Oregon are, are two of the like, ones. Well, but you're not allowed to drink in Utah. Utah's the loudest stadium in the country the by decibel level. Is it? Yes, it is. Because of the architecture, the way it's built. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. So, Did they play third down for what, too? <laughs> <laughs> We've been, you been in any Big 12 schools? Any Big 12? Well, I went to Nebraska when it was still in the Big Twelve, yeah. but not, they're Big Ten now. So, um, no, I've, I've, no, I've not done Oklahoma. I've not done Texas. I've not done. I don't. So, no, I've done Iowa State and Kansas State. So, okay, Auburn played Kansas State, two thousand fourteen or fifteen, mm-hmm. and we went there, uh, Manhattan, Kansas. That's fun. 
Yes, it was. Yeah, Kansas State's a lot of fun. So So was Iowa State, actually. So they said that a Big 12 thing was you got to leave the stadium and can re-enter. That's correct. And so we were tailgating with some Kansas State You can leave the stadium. Yeah, so everyone at halftime, the stadium empties out. Everyone goes back and, like, basically drinks as much as they can for 15 minutes. And goes goes back back in. Yeah, like that is so weird. Like you were saying, like, nobody's really rude. Like, we were just walking around and, like, somebody said, hey, how you guys doing? How you guys enjoying Kansas State? Blah, blah, blah. And, like. Come drink with us, and so we was we were there for an hour, two hours before the game, and then we were getting ready to walk into the stadium. The guy says, "Hey, you guys gonna come back after the game?" We were like, what? "Absolutely." I meant no at halftime. You guys gonna oh. come back to halftime? As we were like, "What? What do you, what do you mean?" Yeah, you can leave, you can leave the stadium. Yeah, it's come so drink strange. a couple more beers. It's so yeah, so and weird. I was like, no shit. It's like, yeah, yeah, man. Come on, come on, having some beers. So all <laughs> Big Twelve games is like are like that. that? That's, yep. that's what he said. Yep, that's what he said. Yep. I wonder why. Cool. Just an old tradition, or just the way it is, man. I mean, no real reason. I mean, uh, I don't know why SEC is worried about people re-entering stadiums. I mean, I guess once you bought a ticket, you should be able to do what I mean, you we want. Just, we just showed the ticket when we went back in. Yeah, yeah, it seems like that should work. You should be able to come in and out if you wanted to. Yes. You should, but I mean, like now, they're, they're everything's on your get phone money. now. Yeah. Well, they're just wanting to get money. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, like I think that. I've not been to a lot of ACC schools, you know. I, I haven't I, been to any. Well, we went to Clemson. I've been to Clemson. Well, ACC, yeah. I would only, I really wouldn't want to even go for football. I'd want to go for basketball. I've been, I mean, I've been to Clemson. I've been basketball to Syracuse. Soccer. I've been to Pitt. Been to BC. When I was in high school, I camped at BC. I, you know, I was really. Yeah, I went down on like a. We, we went for football camp one year. Yeah, that was that 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 was interesting. That was like it was like a, like an unofficial visit kind of thing, so it yeah. was fun. So, who's going to be your sleeper pick, uh, surprise team in the SEC this year? Uh, I mean, it depends on how you define sleeper. I think Texas A and M is going to go with like eleven and one. Really? I think so yes. Who's I, their quarterback this year? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Quarterback <laughs> doesn't matter. It doesn't it matter. It seems like Kellen Mond has been there for like fifteen. Yeah, years. Kellen Mond's yeah, yeah. the Vikings. He's now. been there for a long time. No, it, it does. It doesn't matter. They have the best defensive line in the conference, maybe in the country. Yeah. Um, they have fantastic running backs. Anais Smith is a great wide receiver. Jalen Widermeyer is best tight end in the country. Um, I think Jimbo's a, a is an underrated coach, and. You know, I, I think if someone's going to topple Alabama in the West, it's going to be Texas A&M. Yeah. And so what happened to Jimbo at F, uh, FSU? I mean, A, Texas A&M was they offering up a, a ton of money. Texas A&M was, was just like backed up the Brinks truck, first of all. I mean, but what was it, it $10 like million a year for seven years? years? It seemed like his last two years he – he wasn't hitting the marks. Like we well, didn't he, have Jameis Winston either. I know, but FSU – And Jameis Winston's crab legs. Yeah. FSU – Used to be like Bama, where you barely there were recruited power. and you like teams. Well, you know, they players also just had came. Bobby Bowden. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it was a school Rest where players just came. It, what a great! I love all these stories about him too. They're, man. they're amazing. They're amazing. I've yeah. and, and it's it's, it's so if you want so if actually if you want a story that is a little bit that that doesn't have that same sweet you know almost saccharine sort of tone to it. Listen to Right Time with Bomani Jones, his episode mm-hmm. from Monday. He go he has a he has one of the most nuanced takes on Bobby Bowden that I've heard. It's really interesting stuff. 
okay. really Bomani. interesting stuff. I have to check that out. I, I, I love Bomani. He is one of my favorite people in the podcast media yeah, game. Yeah, he's good. He's, he's good. good. He is. I mean, he's, he, a, he's a good speaker. He is. Uh, you know, he he started. He's well spoken. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he you know he entered college at like fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, did he really? Yeah, he, yeah his dad was that. a professor. Both of his parents were professors yeah. at uh, Prairie View, mm-hmm. Prairie View A and M. And I mean, he was on like radio in North Carolina when he was like nineteen. Yeah, like. But no, I mean, he was an uh, economist. Oh, was it? That's where he was going for his major. Like he had gotten to the. Uh, I don't think he ever finished his PhD, but he, he had, didn't. He had got, gotten up to that point. So he's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. I didn't. I didn't realize yeah, that he, much. No, he is background. actually like, he is actually probably the most intelligent, like, uh, public facing first person at ESPN. Yeah. Hey, I was going to ask both of y'all this because I, I've been hearing it from Tennessee and I've been thinking like, is this just because last year was a COVID year or is this just something with Tennessee this year? So all the reporters have been talking about looking at the team this year and they're saying that like this is the first year you haven't heard Tennessee talking about a who their strength and conditioning coach is. And they usually always talk about strength and conditioning coach. And they said this is this year they look more like football players. Like they look in better shape. They all look better. Last year they looked terrible. Was that like was that other schools? Are they hearing that? Or is this just a like lot of, these a lot guys of, just quit on Pruitt and they just weren't training, or was this a COVID it, thing? It's a combination of both, I think, is what it is. Because I think that last year, everyone was so fucked with COVID that no had one to had to train at home and stuff. Yeah, and no one had a plan for it. Right. And I think that on top of that, you had the issue with like nobody likes Jeremy Pruitt. Right. Nobody likes Jeremy. Like Jeremy Pruitt's mama doesn't like Jeremy Pruitt. Right. <laughs> And so I think that there was, um, uh, I I think there was no um, real notion or interest or need for them to, you know, bust their ass. They weren't bought in. Yeah. Whereas I think now that teams have had, you know, eighteen months to deal with the pandemic, they know how to work this now. Yeah. Right. So I think every team in the country, even Alabama, is going to be in better shape, like physically better shape than they were than they were last year. Yeah, because when I like, like I said, when I was hearing those comments, I was like, man, that's something I hadn't thought about. Like, this is they're they're actually back to training like a football program now, whereas during COVID they really couldn't do that. No. They were all like on lockdown doing their own home program. Yeah, I mean, like, it, like it's when I, I talked to actually Donovan Kaufman, who's now at Auburn. Yeah. When he, I, I was talking to him in preseason and stuff that he was doing, he's like, yeah, man, I just went like working out in my garage all summer, you know. Yeah. I was like, damn, man. Like, it's everybody. Yeah, it, it, it's everybody. That's what everyone had to do because there was no plan. There was no plan. There was like, you know, people were like, oh, well, it'll be fine by, you know, time summer camp rolls around. Everything's going to have calmed down. And, you know, nope. So so you have heard this from other oh, programs. Oh, it's everywhere. Yeah. It, it's okay. absolutely everywhere. So I don't think that is a, a phenomenon that is limited to the Tennessee Volunteers. Yeah. But gotcha. Tennessee just sucks, though. That's basically what it is. We're going nine three. No, you're not. <laughs> In what league? <laughs> no, you're not. Hey, right, so so what's your take on the uh, the, the the new INL uh, NIL. NIL? What did I say? INL. Not bad. Whatever. It's like five. name, image, likeness. Yeah, that's image, like, name, uh, likeness. Seven cores in. Secure the bag, man. Like you know, I'm okay with it. This should have happened decades ago. I mean. Did you ever buy a, an Auburn jersey with a number on it in college? Yeah, everybody did. 
Did you mm-hmm. ever buy a Tennessee jersey with number out in college? He still does. I still have them. Still, yeah, I mean, so did I, right? And so, yeah, I still why, do. <laughs> you know, I, I bought, I know, I, I remember, like, the first Wisconsin jersey I bought was Travis Beckham. I don't know if y'all remember who Travis Beckham was. He's an mm-hmm. all-American tight end. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Yeah. Travis Beckham. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All American. All American. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Beckham. play the league for like ten years for the for the Rams and stuff. Tight end. Yep. So number nine. Anyhow, All Travis American. Beckham. <laughs> but my money, like, who got my money from that? Right. Yeah. This Shouldn't Travis get some Travis of my money? Beck. I bought it. I bought it to wear for Travis. I didn't wear it. To, I, you know, he was an All American. Exactly. <laughs> number nine. Number nine. <laughs> he should have got something. He should have got something for that. Like, you know, and if, if you know, if kid wants to go on camp. And get and get some cash that way. Yeah. Like, good for them. Like, why should if also? So if I am, here's my thing. If I am a prodigy yeah. guitar player, right? And I can, you know, and I get in, and I'm going to let's just say Vanderbilt, where Nashville, you know that that is one of the criteria. You know, they they take extracurricular activities into consideration yeah. for admission. Yep. And I'm a music major. No one's preventing me from going and making a record and selling my record. Nobody. Nobody. So Nobody. then, why is why if I am I am a why can't you prodigy sell purity in- ice cream? Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Should be able to. I'm just trying to think of what local thing would want with Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, exactly. I should be able to go out and shill for, for Satco. Like, Satco. That's a good one. It's yeah. right next to campus, and it's delicious. Satco is so underrated. Best patio in all of Nashville. Yep. Fantastic. Which one? The, the one, one by Vandy. Well, Next yeah, the, at Panera, where they yeah. assholes about and tow parking. Your car. Yes, they will yeah. tow your. They will tow your car if, if you if you assholes. like freaking like a look at Satco. Yeah, yeah. yeah they will. Yeah, they will. <laughs> and the and the garage right there will too. Like mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta either park on the street. It keeps getting worse over there. It's the parking so bad. It's, it's awful. Stupid, like I like like knock on wood. Like I am like I am in the like the top one percent of the world when it comes to parallel parking. I can fit my car into anything. <laughs> what do you drive a smart car? No, I've got a rogue. Oh, <laughs> like I mean, it's not big. Oh. It's, not, it's not small. I mean, it is the most base of base models. Like yeah. your fancy when I'm, backup camera over there. Just when I moved here, I moved here from LA. Boy, got Travis Beckham money over here. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to have some of Travis's NFL money. Don't get me wrong. Listen, my all American. Yeah, my uh, well, listen, Ryan. I, I saw Ryan Seymour. I, I saw it, it was his it was his wife's birthday and he surprised her with a Tesla. I was like, God damn it, Ryan! Like, yeah. do you like why aren't you surprising me with a Tesla? I know at least a newer Rogue <laughs> or something that was that I did not pay straight cash for. Like, was well, surprised uh, mine with a Versa. <laughs> something. Give me surprise. Give me, me with something. Four hundred dollars. So Jesus, dude. No, but BS um, five. <laughs> <laughs> no, but listen, man. When I when I first moved to Nashville, I was you know I, I was I was still kind of like technically in grad school. I was trying to finish yeah. my PhD, and I was you know I had like no this was income, so I started driving for Lyft. Mm-hmm. That is a great way to learn a city. That, Whoa, I can I'm imagine. sure, yeah. It was amazing for me. Like I I got to know this like because you know my, my wife. Had <laughs> I don't know this city anymore. Like, I live here. <laughs> my wife had. Well, in in the in the three years since I stopped driving for Lyft, when I got real employment, yeah, like I I do not know it anymore. I like that you but, called it real employment. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fake driving I used to do. <laughs> <laughs> Once I quit handing out my mixtape, <laughs> my screenplay to everybody. 
<laughs> my business card that just said person. person. So, um, you know, general labor. No, I, uh, I got to know the city pretty well. And I got me, me and my rogue spent a lot of miles in and around the national environment. How long did you drive for Lyft? Uh, Uber. 18 months. Did you drive for Uber too? No. I know a couple Lyft. of them do both. No, I just did Lyft. What's the, the worst ride you ever had? The worst ride I ever had. It's probably me. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean, I had people puke in the car. Yeah, it was How probably me. I mean, I mean, bachelor. How many times that happened? Probably three or four. Three or four. Three times or four. Somebody puked in the car. It's not that bad. It's not it's as bad. I, as you I, think. I, I got all weather mats, man. Like I just, you know, I, I got all weather mats. I got plastic bags in the back. Like you know, I'm like if if you're gonna yak, like you know, you know. Put it in the bag. Do, do they tip do you better? Tell, do you tell them that before they get in? They do tip better. Oh, if I can tell, if I, if I can tell them, like just, I'll be like, just so you know, like if you need it, like I got these <laughs> things back here for you. I'm ready. Yeah, no, like I got, I got, I got that. I got the tissues. I got the water bottles. I got the baby wipes. Mm-hmm. I got, you know, I, I also got the, the um, clean underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we, we were in D.C. one time, and uh, I was there for a wedding, and. You know, we were roaming about, and we were getting in the Uber, and uh, there was this girl that was with us. She was getting in first. My sister grabbed her arm, said, "No!" The ride before us had thrown up all on the back side of the oh. driver's side, in the back, and the driver didn't even know it. The driver didn't even know it. So there was like, throw up everywhere. Throw up everywhere. And so like we kind of scooched over. Like he dropped us out of the hotel. Y'all he, sat next to it? Yeah. <laughs> and so, dude, man. This you is need like, a ride. This is like 2 a.m. I need a ride. This this driver, was. Uh, he dropped us off like 2.10, 2.15. He was there for 30 minutes trying to clean that puke out of his car. Well, I, I never. Said, did did I was, you do that or you just, you just went home after that? I would just go home. Like I said, fuck it. Like if that's no, but like, but you you know, I I will say Lyft has a lot of benefits, man. Like that's how I got my first plug in Nashville. Like, you know, when you're a new person from out of town, Mm -hmm. like you know, especially coming from LA where it's it's easy. Like you know, coming to coming to Nashville is like, you know, it's easy. Like yo, seems like you having a good night. Mm-hmm. You want to share that good night with me? <laughs> and so <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was good times. I, I, I definitely, in, I definitely enjoyed it. Like, I, I got to know the city. You know, does it pay well? No. Like, I'm sure if you drove like nonstop, you could probably do. I, mean, I even I was having like 20, 30 hours a week. Was like, that was, oh, really? was that your only only job at the time? Yeah, I mean, I was teaching online. Um, oh, okay, because like, because I, I was trying to finish my dissertation. I knew know, a guy who had a minivan and he would only do airport. Yeah, and he so, actually ended. He made pretty yes, good money. So actually. I tried like the the dream the dream way to do it is to they used to have a thing that you could set like set a destination. Yeah. So I would get a, I would turn up my driver app on and I'd set my destination as destination as the as the airport and I would just sit and wait. Mm-hmm. And as soon as then I would get an airport run. Mm-hmm. And then once you're at the airport, you're going to get someone away from the yeah. airport. And then you can reset the destination for the airport, wait for an airport run. That's the way to do it. They got rid of that because too many people were abusing the app like that. Because you get extra, you get bonus money, basically, for going to the airport. You could get a couple extra bucks. Yeah, he made more money doing yes. air, being yeah. at the, the airport. The, the airport one is the absolute way to go. I loved the air. That, that was my dream day. Was If I got a couple airport runs in, mm-hmm. like I was making good money. The Nashville uh, lift boost airport uh fees like other cities yes 
I'll never forget. I went to New Orleans one time. I'm sorry. And that airport is way out of town. Uh, New Orleans charged no less than $50 to take you from the airport to whatever hotel you were. Especially yep, if you're down Bourbon Street. Yep. Yes. Yep. Oh, yeah. It is ridiculous. I'm like, who's paying that? Well, I mean, it's it's probably like 40 bucks now from, from, Na- Na- from Nashville to downtown. I wouldn't be surprised. We went, I haven't gone. I haven't, I haven't left it in a while, but dude, we we were in Fort Walton. It was fifty bucks. It was only eight miles. That's the thing. Like I don't know why. I, I kind of know why in New Orleans because they were trying to protect you know the, uh, the cabbies. Yeah. yeah, that's what's happening in a lot of places. Yeah, golly, but it was ridiculous. Yep. The, the amount of money they were charging. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, uh, Matt, we're gonna call the show. You got anything Sounds to good. plug? Uh, believe in Vanderbilt football. Spell that too, because it's not B L E A V. There you go. In Vanderbilt football, uh, Legal Motion College Football Podcast. We just started our seventh season. Congratulations! Our big SEC uh, previews coming out uh, probably by the time you're hearing this. And uh, besides that, I don't know, man. I'm all I'm all over the place on on Instagram and in, in the Twitters, and <laughs> you know I can you know you can What's find your handle at Believe in Vandy. Uh, you know, at Believe in Vandy in both uh, Twitter and Instagram. So, B L E A V in Vandy. And League of Motion 2 on Instagram and no, Twitter. No, well, I, no, that, that, that's just the pod. Just about also, it. Believe in Badgers, B L E A V in Badgers. Uh, if you're interested in Wisconsin, probably most people listening to this aren't. But I'd be more interested in that yeah, than Vandy. Uh, well, I mean, fuck <laughs> Big Ten. It's all SEC. SEC. <laughs> yeah, no. There's an NFC, well, the AFC, the AFC so, and the SEC. My God. I'm going I'm to go, take 10 seconds right here and say I never understood that because as a Big Ten fan, like we don't root for the rest of the Big Ten. Like If Wisconsin loses, I want all the rest of y'all to lose. I want Ohio State to lose every goddamn bowl game that they are in. I want Michigan to lose every goddamn bowl well, game I that they're in. I want Alabama to lose every yeah, game. I, want Alabama. Like, I think it was just it just kind of got where – it was that one run, ten year period where you know Florida won a couple of championships. I want Florida to LSU, lose everyone. Bama, Auburn, uh, yep. they all won like yeah, yep. like seven out of ten years that no, run. They won like seven in a row. Like yeah, yeah. It, between that's mm-hmm. that's when the dominance came in, and you know that that chant came in. I would say it's obnoxious. Georgia, it is, it is. Georgia, um, Georgia, Florida. Alabama. Oh, all y'all bitches to lose. Yeah, they lost every up. game. I'd be okay. <laughs> I, no say I, love it. I remember we chanted that at uh, my favorite at Kansas State, and they booed us. <laughs> my favorite was uh, I was at a high school game one time, and they were beating something. They started chanting, "We want Bama." <laughs> <laughs> Everybody says that now. Like, everybody says. <laughs> what was it? Was it? It was the Cleveland Browns were chanting, "We want Bama." You remember that? You remember that? No, no, I missed that one. I missed that one. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> that was before this this, this new team. But new yeah, team. yeah, they were chanting it. Anyway, th- thank you for coming on the show. Good man. stuff. Yeah, man, we appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for man. having me. All right, y'all have a great week. Take care.